0: Oh my goodness you're on brother what's up dude what's up dude hey guys we're um back here with another episode of forgotten eagles with your host and former every man at stanley community college i am the wizard john helsebeck in this episode like i said we're gonna make sure you guys have some uh listening material for your for your long bus rides going to the field and um hopefully you don't go play for a program that ends up being as um how, how'd you put it earlier? Shit um, show or worse? Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, insert any adjective into uh, into
0: you know what what we experienced. That was a D1 response too. That shows just how good this guy was. In this episode, we're going to talk to the man, the myth, the legend. You've already heard his voice. We're going to introduce Derek Moses. How you doing, Derek?
1: Doing good, brother. How are you?
0: I'm pumped, man. I haven't talked to you in forever. Uh, it's it's been a it's been a while. Way too long. Yeah. Way too long. No, A lot of no, beers no that could doubt. have been drank. A lot of beers that could have been drank, brother. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Derek graduated from Dutch Fork High School and made a brief stop at Erskine College before spending two years with the Eagle Nation before continuing his career at Charleston Southern. How was it, how was it being a buck? We'll get into that later. But how was it being a buck? Because I live like 20 minutes from the campus now. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it
1: was great. I mean, it was definitely,
0: I mean, obviously we'll get into it, but it was a, a culture shock coming from, from
1: Stanley. Uh, but, uh, but no, I mean, I have some great friends and uh, have a lot of, lot of great memories from, uh, from Charleston Southern
0: that's awesome derek was without a doubt the undisputed best all-around catcher sorry to the other guys that um play behind the plate for us but he was for sure by far the best catcher to ever play in the blue and gold at don montgomery park in albemarle um this guy and i were very tight during his time at stanley and is one of my favorite guys i've ever shared a dugout with um i still have a, a facebook message from your father derek that uh I'll never be, it will never be deleted. I'm, I'm a weird ADD guy sometimes and have to like, you know, you can't have any emails unread on your phone. So I have to clear all that out. But um, just like Facebook message, I've, I would never delete that. And um, um, the entire Moses family, especially you, man, will always have a special place in my heart. And um, before we get into everything, you were an all first team region 10 player twice in the NJCA. Did you ever get your awards for that?
1: No, I'm actually uh, just finding out now that I that I got those awards.
0: They they were they, I, I'm 110 <laughs> certain that you were uh, all all Region 10 first team uh, both years, and I, I'm not sure if um, I don't know why we didn't do anything. And I, I mean, my hands were tied with a lot of stuff, but. Um, but anyway, along with being the first uh, first team Region 10 player twice, um, your name is scattered throughout the record books. Number 12 um, was your number at Stanley. You topped the um, highest single-season batting average at four seventeen in 2010. And that was challenged in 2012 by Josh Holcomb, uh, who came up just short, like his height. Um, yeah,
1: listeners- val- val- valiant effort,
0: Josh. It was. He finished the campaign at four fifteen. Now, again, I don't. I don't know who the official scorer was. It could have been Tim Silsby at the time, uh, one of our pitchers, um, or Jeff Lamb deciding the hits and errors. So, you know, I mean, it, it was. It was a close. It was. It was a close fight. It was a valiant effort by for sure by Josh. But um, th- you were also the second. You were second in single season homers when you hit eleven in two thousand ten. And you also hold the most throwouts by a catcher in. Stanley Community College history. So, with all that being said, Derek freaking Moses, um, what are you doing now, man? You're married. You got two kids. How's how's life?
1: Man, life is, uh, you know, life is, you know, just uh, just hanging on every day. It's, uh, you know, it's crazy. I got two little ones, and uh, you know, happily married, and uh, just uh, you know, blessed to uh, you know, blessed to have the the life I've had, and you know, the experiences that uh, you know we've had together, and uh, it's just been uh, it's been a wild ride.
0: Oh, it actually absolutely has. And again, disclaimer, um, I don't know about on Derek's end, but the eighth month old got her shots yesterday and she has been a pistol. So if you guys hear screaming, um, it is a child and she is being perfectly taken care of by her mother. Don't call social services or anything. Um, So first off, Dutch Fork um, got to cover them last year down here um, with my job and and it's it's funny how pats cross and all that stuff how was your time at Dutch fork man they've been a powerhouse um um i, I know they're probably pretty good when you were there um they had a hell of a hell of a um, team last year um berkeley ended up knocking them out with a while had to beat them twice and knocked them out um, but how was your time at dutch fork and go into how you got to uh to erskine
1: yes uh, i mean dutch fork was uh you know dutch fork was a blast had uh you know a bunch of good bunch of good friends uh you know great coaching staff uh, hall of famer you know al Berry was our head coach and uh paul shino who i believe is at chapin now was our you know assistant coach uh you know pitching coach and uh so no i mean we had a solid squad uh my junior year which would have been oh seven uh went to the lower state uh, championship with the uh, Hartsville. Um lost in a heartbreaker to Jordan Lyles and uh and um you know that that squad no 07 they were they were stacked. Um and um uh, you know had to had a solid uh you know solid team. Uh you know, funny thing we've I think the last four or maybe five years won the uh, state football championship. Yeah, six years um, I think now and just a heads up when i was there my junior year we won one game my senior year we lost every game so it's wow. it's funny it's funny how things uh, you know kind of turn around
0: it is for sure man so what what, how did you get to erskine what was how many who all offered you i know that you um you were definitely a d1 guy um you know in my eyes when when i first saw you uh especially looking back and and seeing some old video i found the swings and stuff like that um you know how how was how was erskine um the school you landed on
1: yeah i mean it was it was kind of early on um you know played uh played with um Coach Alexander, Austin Alexander, who's you know with the Diamond prospects, uh, played with him. Um, he was coaching with the Diamond Devils and had, you know, a great you know great assistant coaching staff. And I mean that whole organization, I can't you know speak enough of them. Um, and actually had a good buddy who was, uh, you know, was I mean, fantastic shortstop. Um, you know, he 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 committed, I think maybe a sophomore year to Erskine or early on in his junior year. Um, and I mean, he was a uh, you know top five shortstop in the state. Was you know just just country strong. I mean, yeah, you know just just all natural. Um, and you know I was playing with him on the Diamond Devils. He was from Midland Valley, um, and uh, you know him and I kind of hit it off. And then I um, you know was playing with uh, Jarrett Miller, who uh, went on after Erskine to pitch at UNCG, and then got drafted by the Braves and. Um, you know, we just had a, a good group of guys going to Erskine, uh, in the 2008 class. And, um, once Jarrett and, and Cody, um, you know, committed early, it was, you know, they were top five in the country D2. And it, you know, at, at, at that point it, you know, I, I really didn't entertain a whole lot of offers because, you know, they, they were two of my best friends and it, it just seemed yeah. like a good fit at the time.
0: And, and you were there right when the, uh, new, the new field hadn't been around long, Right.
1: Uh, Greer Field, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I think that I think that field's been there for a while. Okay, uh, maybe they resurfaced it, maybe a year before me. But, um, but no, I think that that same field they still play on is. Uh, I think that's been the field for 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 quite a while.
0: And it's funny how um your your old coaches are now guys i work with daily so that's um that's awesome too man um i I, I, it's funny we're putting um i think my my dad still has a dutch fork baseball t-shirt that was yours that somehow i got and he wore it like a couple weeks ago and and i was just laughing man um Because, you know, all these schools that I I get to cover now and the guys I get to work with are guys that you grew up, you know, um, looking up to and learning the game from. And um, that's awesome. So what um, what happened at at Erskine? I mean, you know, first off on this, um, you know, you can say whatever you want to say. You don't have to say anything you don't want to say. You can say pass um, and we'll just keep on rocking, man. But um, what happened at Erskine where um, you were there that year and then decided to uh, transfer and then please go into uh, because you. Your first year at Stanley was my first year coaching um, this is after um, we'll get into all that later but um, it was my first year as an assistant at Stanley and I know you we talked earlier about plastic balls at a tryout and um, some other stuff so what essentially why did you leave Erskine and how in the hell did you end up at Stanley
1: yeah so it, you know it's it's crazy how you know paths cross and everything but um, so Pretty much, I was at Erskine. I mean, solid squad. Like I said, the, that that 08, yeah, that 08, yeah, 2009, 2010, I mean, 1 through 9. I mean, it was, we had the NCAA D2 Player of the Year. Um, I think Chaz Anthony still holds the doubles record um, in a career, Division two. Um, so, long story short, I mean, I, I came in with, uh, you know, with 19 freshmen. Uh, which a couple of i'm sure we'll get into later that that transferred with me to stanley but um you know they i mean it was just it was a so it was a solid squad 1 through 9 um and of the 19 freshmen two of them played um i believe they still redshirted 18 of us so i think one one of them was wasn't every no no i'm sorry no it had to be maybe maybe three of them played 16 of us redshirted, right and um and i mean it was i mean it was it was solid ball i mean it was i mean th- that kevin nichols who's now at uh college of charleston i mean that that whole hitting philosophy and uh you know he you know there there there's a method to that madness and and it worked i mean it was it was unbelievable so you know it, it really got to you know do west south carolina um you know I, I i think in in all of erskine you know uh, the 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 enrollment was maybe 600 between you know g- freshman sophomore junior senior um, and you know it, it kind of got you know midway through the year and uh, you know all of us freshmen other than you know the the, the few guys that 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 played um, you know all of us were kind of you know we were still lifting we were still working out hitting in the cages and and you know still going to practice I mean we were still part yeah. of the team um, but it was, it, it just, it was, it was overly recruited and totally understandable why they do that is, I mean, do West South Carolina is, I mean, there's nothing there. And yeah. I mean, frankly, athlete or no athlete, I mean, classes are, classes are brutal. Um, so,
0: well, um, let me, let me add this um, for, for guys out there and parents that are listening, um, you know, different things, like you said there, obviously you felt like you were still part of the team. Um, and that's one of the things that I feel like um, parents and players in high school need to ask on recruiting trips and stuff like that about, you know, if something happened, that I were to be redshirted, so on and so forth. Um, I had a guy that I used to work with who actually last year um, was on the now now Brett Harker. Do you know Harker? Um, he was at Furman and now he is the head coach at Limestone.
1: Now, that, I mean, that name rings a bell, but now I don't uh, I don't remember playing against him or anything.
0: And he helped uh hillcrest knock off uh somerville last year he was actually their pitching coach before he took the job at uh uh, limestone this year but last year before he got there um one of my former guys i used to work with um, was on the jv squad actually had a good jv um you know season and hit a bomb at smc um so on and so forth however um i find i find this um just just to try to help other people out out there that hear that listen to this um like you said you felt like you were part of the team even red shirting this kid was on the jv roster however if he wanted to go watch a varsity game whatever the real co- the the college baseball game um he would have to sit in the stands have you ever heard any crap like that
1: no no that's uh, i mean not even down in the bullpen
0: or yeah I no it had to be in the stands i you might have even had to pay dude. i'm not i'm not kidding but i know for a fact you had to sit in the stands now obviously um that that's probably that culture right there is one of the reasons that um, that guy is no longer there as a, as a head coach but um, i just find that fascinating and and um as you know um from shoot man we haven't seen each other in 10 years or or 11 years so um i still interrupt daily so but but you you know you so you ended up um transferring from erskine
1: yeah so i sent uh you know and you know sent. i mean i remember midway through uh you know midway through the year at erskine and you know i mean all the freshman baseball guys i mean we were still you know you know working out hitting lifting i mean doing you know doing all the stuff and like you know do we do we see our ourselves here next year i mean looking you know hindsight 2020 You know, patience is a virtue, and I mean, there's no doubt that uh, you know my patience would have paid off. Um, But you know, everybody wants to come into a program and, and make an impact, and 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 you know, so it, you know. I would say probably about halfway through my freshman. It had to be start of my or start of my second semester, my freshman year. And you know, knew my grades were you know were solid. Which I mean, I mean, hinting to your you know your your listeners and stuff. I mean, grades. I mean, yeah, it's it's you know yeah at Auburn or you know a South Carolina or you know a power you know power five school. You know, you might can get by with stuff, but you know, I mean, at Erskine we were you know we were we were made examples of um so in which which isn't a problem i mean it, you know right. hard work is what it's all about but it, it just you know we you know, us freshmen i mean we had a very talented freshman class and i can get into that in a little bit but um you know we we just were like man can do we really want to you know pay our dues and do west south carolina where there's nothing no girls no you know there i mean it's it's the same thing every friday night um and so i just started shooting emails off to you know down in georgia south carolina um north carolina just started shooting emails off to you know junior college coaches um and uh had had some responses um and i don't know how in the hell um jeff lamb you know, yeah, here's, uh, you know, and, and even going into the summer. So, I mean, to preface it, I mean, after, you know, after my freshman year of Erskine, um, you know, obviously I told them I was going to transfer, uh, but it wasn't until, you know, midway through summer ball that, you know, things were okay. Like we need to go ahead and secure a home for next year. Yeah. Um, and I mean, honestly, it, 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 it you know I knew SMC I knew I knew all the guys who were you know who in my class that were you know through diamond prospects I knew everybody who was at SMC I knew everybody who was at FlowDAR I knew everybody you know so I mean I was like man really to, to make an impact and not that I'm scared of competition but I mean I want to go somewhere and you know just yeah, play every just be the guy and yeah. um, and so I was like all right obviously you know, let's go out of state or, you know, I looked at USC Buford. They were, I think maybe one or two years into a program. Um, and and was just like, you know, all right, I'll, you know, Jeff Lamb emails me back. I mean, a lot of other coaches emailed me back, but, you know.
0: I'm impressed
1: the he emailed you back though. I mean, honestly. I, you know, I, I'm i mean, not.
0: Looking back on it now, what you know now and then, that, that's that's a move that I would not have bet on.
1: Yeah, no, no, it was uh you yeah, know it was definitely very uh very unconventional um knowing you know knowing what we know now but you know long story short I was uh you know, with and I was playing ball in the uh, Southern Collegiate League um, for the Morganton Aggies. I'm not even sure if they might not even have a team anymore in the league. Um,
0: you know I don't know if the Asheville Redbirds are even a team anymore. that things change hands so much; it's it's uh, it's wild, man. And and of course now everybody can start a summer league. So
1: right, uh, right. You know, it's it's nuts. Yeah. So which I mean, my experience at Morganton was was great. Um, you know, and I had a lot of uh NAI guys on my team that were like hey man just you can you know transfer in here transfer in here and I you know I talked to their coaches and was still you know unsure a lot a lot of those guys were from like the Midwest and I was like god you know that's yeah it's a long way away you know let's you know try to try to so long story short I had you know I remember John Gump who uh he was a freshman at Erskine with me played at Carolina Forest um and was just a just a donkey. I mean, he was six five, every bit of two forty. Really? That's see, that's um,
0: where that's where AA's kids go now. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, and he was, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm sure Austin would remember remember Gump. Um, just a big big country dude. I mean, fundamentally, you know, not all there, but I mean, kind of like a Jacob Wright. I mean, he would he could yeah. he could go squat five fifty, and you know. Not have to squat for two, two, three months. I mean, he about, was just he was, about
0: like the time Jacob, uh, right hurt his, uh, like top hand or something, and he switched and hit lefty in the game, yeah, like and got like two doubles. It's so like, come on,
1: yeah, yeah, just so. Um, so Gump and I were, you know, we went around, we went down to Flodar and like I said, I mean, I knew all those, I knew all those guys. I knew, you know, I knew everybody and I'm like, yeah, I, I just really want to, want to go somewhere and make an impact. And I knew with, you know, the competition in 2008, you know, especially catchers that we had coming out of that class, you know, the, the, the best bet for me to, to make a splash in, in, in college baseball was to go out of state. Um, so fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to slice or to dice it, um, you know um lamb responded um and it was i think it it must have been a saturday i think we had a friday friday night game um and you know he emailed me it was like yeah come for uh, come for a workout at you know 9 a.m saturday and um
0: was this at the dawn
1: yeah this was at the dawn yeah the dawn? yeah and, uh, and weird thing enough is he would, they were all on the first base side. So I don't know if maybe the year before you yep, guys the used the first the, base side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also know,
0: back made that switch.
1: Yeah. They were all on the first base side. So, uh, you know, kind of awkwardly like walked through the, you know, the, the, the Tetris maze to the, you know, to the, the, the first base side and, um, you know, went through, you know, it was probably, I mean, hell, this was, end of july mid-july and it was i don't know at 9 a.m probably 95 100 percent humidity oh absolutely and uh, I- actually and- believe it or not i think i was wearing a diamond prospects white shirt from one of their showcases
0: look at all the dp shout outs
1: yeah and um and uh, you know i i maybe maybe not had a, a late night before and um, so I bad. show up and you're like, hey, you know, yeah, like, uh, look, I'll try out for you. I d- I'm not even sure really what I was doing because I had invited him through email um, during that summer. I was like, hey, I've got some some other, you know, D2, D1 guys that are potentially right. looking to transfer. Do you just want to, I mean, we were in Morganton. We were playing in S- Statesville, I believe, um, played down in, um,
0: well, you played it. You probably played at Davison at uh, Lake Norman too, right? Yeah, so, I played um, it at
1: Lake Norman Copperheads. There was another. There was another
0: uh, team we played a little,
1: a little further south. Um, I forget. I forget exactly where. He
0: could have seen them all in one spot. Yeah, and
1: I was like, hey, why don't you just come watch us? Um, you know, obviously, I didn't want to drive two hours to. But I mean, no, no problem. I'll I'll, I'll come work out for you because um, he he, I think he declined the offer to to come watch us. So. So, I went and, you know, and and worked out and um, went through, like, uh, it was, it was, I'll never forget, it was plastic baseballs, um, like, that you would buy your, your son. Not the soft core, like, T-ball, but what you would buy, like, a, like, a six- or seven-year-old to, like, play in the backyard. Okay. Um, And, like, no raised seams. Like, it was, it was, it was (laughs) was just, and... um, Who was out there? So, it was, it... It was just me and, um, his name was Bo. Uh, it wasn't Bo McBride who I played with later.
0: Yeah, no, Um, this, this is, um, Bo was a catcher in 2000 and on the 2009 team. And, um. I cannot remember his last name. I'm, not, I'm sure I can find it. I apologize. To I'm you. not
1: even sure that Bo is his name, but that's no, that's no, what he went we by. Call,
0: I, we called him Bo. I think his, his whole um, his goal in life was to be a DNR guy. And the last I heard, he is, in fact, a DNR guy. So that's awesome. Good for him. Yeah. And we called him Bo because um, you know how, like, females and a lot of dudes nowadays will say like every other word? Like, hey, I went out there and, like, I saw the guy, like, and he was wearing, like,
1: Right, right.
0: Instead of that, he would say Bo every other word. He'd be like, hey, Bo, Bo, hey, Bo. We're going to go out here, Bo. We're going to hit Bo, Bo, Bo. You want to go hit Bo? Let's go over to Cage and hit Bo. So, you know, naturally, we started calling him Bo.
1: Yeah, so, and and so, so I get there and it's almost like, uh, um, you know, and I'm not trying to sound arrogant when I say this, but, you know, like, um, I felt like I was, like, auditioning for, um
0: Muppets on ice yeah yeah
1: it was like (laughs) you know like okay um so who who are you where are you from what are you and I mean you should already know all this information to begin with um and then he's like yeah you know Bo's gonna go out there and go through our you know just kind of our warm-up catcher drills and I'm like okay yeah look let's you know expecting something you know and we go out there and he's, uh, you know, you put three balls in front of the plate and you, you know, you turn your shoulders to, you know, block an inside pitch on a righty, you know. And, and so we did that for like five minutes. And I'm like, like, are we, you know, what, what? And so anyways, we're, you know, we're, we're doing all these drills and I'm like, yeah, you know, this is all, you know, normal stuff. Um, and, and we, and Bo's like, all right, well, you're going to, you're going to throw down. Um you know throw to second throw to third and i'm like okay cool well there's no third person there to catch the ball <laughs> so i'm literally just sailing balls over bags i mean it's it's and lamb's just you know just not in the dugout obviously there, there's no dugout to get in um <laughs> but he's just you know sitting in the bleachers watching and um i'm just kind of you know like you know, I mean, I, I guess if this is, if this is the only option I got, I mean, it's late into the summer. Like I've got to, I've, I've got to secure somewhere, you know, here it is. I, I, I'm, I didn't have warm and fuzzies. I, you know, I, but I, I didn't think it, I was getting myself into what, uh, what I got into. So.
0: Right. And, and I mean, did you, did you even get hit on the field? Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. It wasn't not too many swings. It may have been, it may have been ten swings at the most
0: with the plastic balls. Did you? Yeah, go?
1: plastic plastic balls. There was uh, a little, you know, quarter inch uh, pipe uh, L screen that you yeah. know I think later snapped into my into my freshman year. Yeah, um, sure. But
0: yeah, and actually both threw me batting practice
1: if uh, just uh, just you know awesome. just for the full college field.
0: Oh, absolutely, and um, it's crazy that that was probably middle of July. I ended up um deciding to come on as an assistant i think it was um july 10th and i moved down there full time like july 31st or august 1st so that's where that's why i missed you there i guess but um that's that's awesome so you 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 go back home um and and you guys are from, from what I can, and I want to paint a picture for the, for the listeners. Um, the, the Moses family is a, um, very clean family. And I don't, and I mean that like, um, your parents dress nice, you dress nice. Um, you were very, um, put together, well put together, if that makes sense. Um, you go home, you talk to your dad and you tell them where you're going. They come, they find an apartment. What the hell does dad, mom and dad say?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I'll never forget coming up here. Um, I say up here because I'm living about uh, 20 miles west of here, uh, I, Stanley I miss, Community College. I miss, um, I miss
0: it up there, though.
1: Yeah, but um, so it was, you know, my dad was kind of, you know, you, you know, you just, you know, do, you know, go, go play ball somewhere. I mean, my dad was a big baseball guy. Just, you know, go have fun. Go, you know, go do you um obviously getting drafted was always the the ultimate goal but that was never you know a realistic uh expectation um so i'm I'm trying to think my first year um he came up we i think i think we may have just drove up and looked at the field like looked at the campus um so he had he never he didn't know who lamb was he didn't know like the coaching staff he just knew you know, okay, you emailed this guy, worked out for him, and and you're going to go play for him. So, and at that point, I was so eager to make an impact and play ball. I was totally naive to um, the inexperience of the athletic program.
0: Right, and and to to be fair, you you came in and you were the man. You you did make a huge impact on the program. Probably the reason we were able to get a lot of guys um, because I, I can't remember the uh the countless times that i would you know throw i I would name drop you in recruiting visits and stuff you know after you had left and um that last year before they ended the program we had like nine guys uh committed and like seven of them um ended up going and playing d2 and d1 uh when we shut down so um you know for what it's worth you made a hell of an impact on on the program for sure
1: yeah No, I appreciate that. It was, so it was definitely, I mean, it wasn't, uh, you know, there wasn't like a a, a dumbfounded moment where my my dad looked at me. And my dad knew baseball at that point better than I did. And there wasn't a point he looked at me and was like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like this, (laughs) you know, um, it wasn't until we got into the first fall where, you know, it was uh, pretty apparent that uh, we did not know what the hell we were doing.
0: Oh, absolutely. Now, were you, wait, were you on, you weren't on the last team, were you? It was the year before. You, you left the year before.
1: Yeah. So I was, uh, so I was Oh nine, oh ten, 9 10 and then 2010, 2011.
0: Yeah. And then we finished in 13. Right. 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 So we had two more years after, after that. So, um, so you move in, who, who, did you have roommates your first, uh, first year? And and then we got to get into, uh, uh, the, the Papa John's I got a Papa John's question
1: yeah so um, my
0: my first year there um,
1: we actually and this is actually a funny story it may take a little longer than uh, than you've allotted for but um.
0: oh, fine man we, we got uh, we, we're, we're playing this out uh, listeners for three parts so all going to be one hour um, if we have to have a part four we're not going to rush this, this gig I want you guys to, to get to know these guys and, and find out exactly what all happened um, and why it's forgotten now
1: yeah, so, um, so Aaron Dishman, um, and uh, he was a hell of a first baseman. Unfortunately, he was only like 5'11, but one I of mean, the
0: best first basemans, he uh, the best he, first baseman I've ever coached. Yeah, sure. I mean, he,
1: he is uh, just an awesome player. I mean, even also all, better dude. I mean, he he was just yeah. a, a good friend, and him and I connected. Uh, I think Lamb put us in touch, um, because we were both looking for roommates, um, and um. Uh, So him and I picked a day. I think I met him at his house and then we drove his truck to to Albemarle. Um, And there was a guy by the last name of Gene, or the guy's name was Gene Henson. And he had a a house for rent uh, in towards the Norwood area. That's all we knew. And we're like, all right, well, I mean, hell it's, you know, we're a month before school. Like, let's just drive out there and, and start asking people if they know a Gene Henson. Yeah. Um, and to to spare you guys of the story, I actually stopped maiden name is Henson and I stopped at her dad's house and asked her dad, do you know where jean's Jean Gene Henson's rental house is?
0: I just got chills crazy yeah, no super super, super weird it's so and
1: he's like, nah, I don't I don't know I know Gene Henson. I don't know where his house is um so I think Dish and I you know we knocked on a couple other doors and we knew kind of the whereabouts of the house um and um never did pinpoint it that day we were just kind of like okay we know this guy wants to rent us the house let's go look at it he never gave us the address i think he was out of town like on am like a like a hunting trip in montana or something <laughs> and um so anyways we we finally get the address and me and dish are like all right hey let's rent this house well I go look at the house, and it's a four-bedroom house. I mean, it's a, it's a decent-sized house on the, like at the end of a gravel road. Wait,
0: is that the old one I came out to with Surface that time?
1: Yeah. So Kelly, wow. so you put yeah. So you put you put us in touch with 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 Kelly. Yeah. And I don't know how Bo wound up moving into the porch. Um, <laughs> and there was there was four of us in this house. The weird thing is though, Kelly's. So Kelly had an exterior door to his room, mm-hmm. but to get to a bathroom, he had to come through my bedroom. Wow! So it was it was it was an interesting dynamic um, there for for six months or so.
0: You just take a leak out, open the door, and take a leak.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, maybe you need to get the fridge. I'm not. I'm not sure. But he, know. you know. The, anyways, anyways, we we worked through that, um, and then I think the demise of that house was um, Bo decided to shoot a, like, a 9 millimeter.
0: Oh, I remember this. Yeah.
1: Through the roof. Wow. Right? So, we're, like, it was, you know, maybe a late night. There was maybe a couple adult beverages involved. And I I, I don't even think I'm, I don't even think I was there. Um, but we had a, we had a hole um, through the ceiling, through the shingles, all the way up, you know, out of the house. So, um, yeah, that was pretty much the first. I mean, that was the fall. I mean, that was that was the entire fall. And then, uh, you know, after the landlord, uh, you know, threatened to to sue us all, uh, we moved out. And I, I think Bo may have, you know, paid paid a little bit of money to you know to fix it. Yeah. Um, but I just got. I wound up getting a one bedroom apartment by myself for for the spring. But going back, that first house that that i lived in the beginning of of that fall was a par four away from where my wife grew up so it's kind of weird how yeah. you know and and obviously i didn't meet her until 18 months later um but it's it's just weird that we stopped at her house and asked her dad and then you know full circle here we are with the uh, you know with two boys and uh you know living uh, living the life
0: i got i got chills so it was now maybe i know you brought this up when we were talking earlier uh before we came on um now was this nine millimeter shot the night you guys went partying at uh in downtown charlotte
1: no 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 i think i think that the nine millimeter may have
0: been shot over
1: you know like a a a girlfriend dispute or i I think it may have had something to do with a female
0: gotcha um, so and now but what happened the next day at practice when i found out that you guys went downtown party and put the pictures online well i mean to be honest we were
1: all you know on, on our game at practice i mean i, I think it was uh <laughs> you know I, I i don't know i mean I, I guess it was a little lesson to uh not let random people take your pictures and post them on their uh you know their marketing social media
0: well um, like anybody but, that's with me knows that i'm a, I, I'll, I i've never turned a party down um and and I don't care if a, if a player shows up, um, honestly, if a player shows up smells like booze and performs, um, Paolo Bencaro, keep doing your thing, brother. Um, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but it's funny you you said that um, that text earlier because um, that was actually Hatley and Lamb. Um, I don't know, and I can't wait to bring these two guys on. We might need you on as a I, I don't we probably don't need you on there. No, probably um, not. But um, it was it was Hatley and Lamb like. Pretty much, um, it was almost like a psychological test. I felt like, or like a narcissism test. Like, Lamb was like, uh, "You need to make them run because um, we got these pictures." And I forget who I didn't see them. Some I saw them later. They weren't.
1: And they standing. weren't even. There was no alcohol in any of our hands. No, they were just just for all the listeners. I mean, yeah. there's, there were are we none of Charlotte
0: our. Charlotte, it was it was nothing.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, we were just uh, we we were just standing there. You know. <laughs> you
0: yeah. Know, so yeah, and Lam, but Lamb he uh, he was he told me I, I had to you know I was like the bearer of bad news I was the um, don't shoot the messenger guy and because I don't know if he was too scared to say something um, and and do it and figured you guys would laugh at him or what or if he was just trying to make me look like a dick or um, but I do I'll never forget Hatley saying um, he was like um, you're about their age and they probably don't respect you so you need to go and, and tell them to run. So it was just a weird dynamic to the whole situation. Um, and I remember that same day, Lamb was in my ear about Kelly Surface having got his, ear, his uh, ears pierced. And I told him he's got, and he was like, he's your boy. You brought him on. You gotta tell him, take him out. I was like, all right, Kelly, take him out. He's like, if I take him out, they'll close back up. I just got him done. And essentially that put a riff in our friendship for many years because he ended up quitting at Stanley and and going back home and working with his uh, dad at the, at the flooring, uh, uh, business they, they run. But, um, it was just a weird, weird situation there, um, about that whole, that whole thing. But, um, I don't know man we we uh what was what was practice like well first off, what was um what was your take on the don um from when when you got there to let's say when you graduated was, was there any improvements
1: oh yeah i mean no doubt i mean i worked my ass
0: off man pat me on the back yeah,
1: yeah. no 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 i mean unfortunately, well you did too
0: I, I i'll never forget all the times you you did stuff
1: yeah, I mean the uh, the dugouts. I mean that that's I mean, that should not be called a baseball field. And I think uh, the last time I drove by it, I, I think there's been some some you know transitions to the dugouts. But I mean even at you know Dutch Fork and um, you know everywhere I played uh, you know travel ball. I mean I was used to you know walk in dugouts or you know one or two step down one or two step down dugouts. And I mean these were literally. Um, God, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, uh, you couldn't you couldn't take a catcher's bag down there. And I always put my bag at the end of the dugout, and, you know, keep it out of, keep it out of the way. I mean, you could not um, you couldn't talk walk too wide in this dugout. I mean, it was um, yeah. I mean, it was it was miserable. So
0: well, Lam- sure had enough room to watch his uh, West Virginia Mountaineers play football in the fall there in the dugout, though. Oh yeah,
1: no, I'm I'm actually shocked he got uh, got service down there. Uh,
0: <laughs> but
1: uh, but yeah, I mean it was uh, there, there was no, I mean you could fit um, ten little leaguers at best in these dugouts oh, with w- sure. w- with bags. I mean it it was and then it was what like six or seven steps out of the dugout.
0: Oh man, it was and it was straight up too, man. I don't know how many times the guys fell and just concrete on the steps are falling in and we you know eventually the last the last year was the first year of the new dugouts. Um, so when you go by there now, you should see the, the beautiful new dugouts that Albemarle High School gets to use.
1: Yeah, I've seen, I've definitely seen some, uh, I, I just honestly try to put my hand up and, and cover my eyes when I, when I drive by <laughs> that place.
0: Well, my, my favorite memory of you at uh, the Dom was when you were, um, I forget who we were playing, but you, you ended up, um, I think it was the softball team pulled in in somehow in an activity bus, pretty much like a high school activity bus um, and it could have been Almoral High School baseball team. I'm not sure, about. I, thought- I think I think it
1: might. I think it was the baseball team. Okay. I think. I think.
0: Well, well, there you go. Bunch of girls. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> but I, I'll never forget. I remember someone in the dugout saying, "Dude, Derek, man, I hope Derek hits that bus right there." And like the next pitch, you got a fastball like elevated in, and tattooed that sucker, and just boom, right off the bus and um the classic moses bat flip too that i don't even know if you realize you did it but it was always classic um to see to see those now what was it with your home runs that you always hit with uh what was the situation with the oppo tacos
1: yeah i mean from the beginning of the you know beginning of the fall it was uh you know and this is you know putting uh you know putting you know goals and everything which which good coaches should always do um and um you know for every opposite field or any anything second base for me i mean i was left-handed so anything second base left was considered a, an oppo home run and um i i was promised steak dinners um for every one and uh i actually earlier today when you texted me just realized that i have not received one of those steak dinners
0: well we we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get lamb on those maybe he could send you like a gift card or something yeah. now, i'm sure you don't want to go out to eat with him
1: yeah no no a gift card's fine or, or just calling to go or uh you know uber <laughs> east or something and that, that'd be solid
0: <laughs> so um we were um you're just talking about Aaron dishman and, and rooming with him um what was the situation where lamb thought you guys were out partying where you um actually had food poisoning i remember it i don't remember where we were though but i remember you were sick as a dog
1: yeah I, I i i actually remember now that i i think about it more we were playing um flea uh flea Nor at uh, usc sumter and yeah. actually i used to play for i used to play for flea and and uh yep. and coach and coach a so i, I knew Fleenor well, um and so dish and i were rooming um it was just him and i we uh i don't even know what kind of pizza i don't know what brand it was um but you know i was like dishman i'll eat whatever like whatever you want on it like i'll, I'll and add. we're
0: we're on the road right yeah yeah we were at, i think party, we were
1: at something he pizza yeah and it was we got we <laughs> got some kind of topping i think i think it may have been sausage and um so you know dish <laughs> obviously i mean mountain man himself he, he eats half a pizza and 15 minutes and he's already asleep. Yeah. And, um,
0: that guy was like 38 years old when he was 22. (laughs) God, that, that,
1: that, yeah. So, so anyway, so I'm, you know, I, I eat, you know, I eat my, my half of the pizza and, you know, crash and like 3am I wake up and it's just bubble guts. And I'm like, what is, you know, what, what's going on? Um, and it really didn't fully hit me until the full next day. Um, you know we were in the third base dugout at uh, at Sumter and I mean I, I was just t- I was just gonna tell him hey I'll just DH like I, I don't like I I don't know what's going on and then it got to a point where I mean like every sip of water was coming right back up yeah and um I mean I had a fever I mean I it's been a long time since I've been that sick and um so i'm like you know coach i you know i hate batting practice felt felt okay and then right at game time just crushed me and i think it may have been a double header and um
0: it was and and i could always honestly um and this goes to a coaching thing and and i was one of the things and probably why i worked well with a, a ton of different guys um a ton of different personalities because i could always tell when guys are going to have a good day or a bad day and i remember coming up to you on that day and asking you you know, are you are you good? And you were like, yeah, I'm good. You were like, you know, just pale as pale as uh, this paper sitting here.
1: Yeah. So it was. Uh, I, I don't. You know, and it. So the accusation was, you know, Derek didn't play because he went out with his friends from Sumter and partied all night. Because I knew a bunch of guys on 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 their team and
0: right. And and, um, and listen i hate to interrupt but stay stay right where you're at but this this isn't something that he said lamb said to you this is something that was said to other players during the game after the game it was almost like the the telephone game you hear in high school started by your head coach of this college baseball program
1: right right yeah so i mean it was uh, i mean obviously i'm i uh, god i probably threw up in that bathroom at at uh what is it riley park you know it yeah, Riley Park and Sumter. I probably threw up in that bathroom on the uh, third baseline. I don't know, 15 times within an hour of the game, and was like, "All right, no, it, it. I can't even. I can't even drink water." So I went up. I remember I laid on the the top bench, just like I mean, I couldn't even sit up, um, and and just just sat up there and was just like, "What? You know, what is going on?" and um, so just for the record, I mean, clearly I've got nothing to lose now. Uh, yeah. I did not go out drinking; um, it was food poisoning. But the most miraculous thing about the the situation is Dishman went like three for four, <laughs> and and had like three scoops at first base with the you know the stomach of iron. So
0: oh, absolutely, and that, he was just a, a grown country man, dude. All you know, um, he had grown man strength at, at twelve. Um, for sure. But what that's thats probably your worst Sumter story. I got one that is not um, going to top it, but it, it'll at least match it when it comes to um, you know, really making your stomach churn. I remember our first ever game at Stanley, um, or my first ever first game at Stanley because um, I played the year at Mars Hill two years before. Um, we were there taking BP. I absolutely put on a show in BP. My back was feeling better. I'd had a year and a half off, um, got healthy. And and I'll never forget coming back and me and Bub were talking from stretching and throwing and warming up and stuff and about to take IO and, and I see the likes of like Gary Randall, Billy Best, um, Freddie Suggs was there at the time. Like these guys, these scouts. Now, Sumter had like Think they had like five guys at the time throwing like 95 plus it was insane. yeah B-
1: bj wyatt was one of them because yes. i yeah bj Wyatt, big yeah. big tall uh black right-handed guy he, yeah I mean, absolutely yeah, he got yeah, I, I know bj you know well him and i played together for two years and nice hell of a nice guy
0: oh and don't forget to, to name drop you also play with jason
1: jason
0: oh, come on man i'm leaving it for you didn't you play with jason jason hayward oh yeah
1: yeah yeah when he was with the east cop astros yeah Yeah, jason Jason hayward Hayward, yeah
0: yeah yeah. okay um but yeah and and i'm going up and you know and like hatley's you know sitting there all giggity giggity and and i see coach talking lamb talking to these guys and, and um i'm like you know i'm that guy i have my i had that we had old ipads at the time or ipads ipods at the time and i turned it off actually and you know nobody thought I was listening and lambs like they're asking like, you know, what about Donathan? That's Bubba's last name. What about Helsbeck? You know, what's, what's helps doing after this year? Is he going back to Mars Hill? Is he going, is he going to end up going to middle Tennessee state? I know they talked about high point, blah, blah. And lamb says, no, this will be his last year playing. He says he wants to coach. Hmm. And, and you know, at, at 19 and, or at 20 at the time. And, uh, I was almost 21 at 20 at the time, and on steroids, dude, I could have wrapped a bat around that guy's skull that day. Yeah. You know, how do you come back from that? Right, right. You know, I mean, it was just a weird, a weird thing there. So, um, now you get sick on pizza, and you end up, and again, guys, none of this is chronological order because at this point in my life at 30 years old, and 19 kids here, and four dogs, and um, well, rest in peace, Taco the guinea pig that passed away, um, finally— um there's not a lot of time to do chronological stuff so um speaking of pizza let's jump into papa john's um you started working at papa john's i know you and i had a lot of heart to hearts in the papa john's parking lots um, you and I became close, man. Um, what, what happened, what happened, uh, how, how do you get going to Papa John's? Were you held gunpoint or one of your, uh, one of the people you worked with held gunpoint? What, what happened at Papa John's?
1: Yeah, no, no, I was. So, uh, back up a little bit, actually, I'll never forget my parents. I think the only time they came to, uh, to the house with, uh, with Kelly Surface, Dish and, and Bo, um, was I think that the first day I moved in and, um, or th- One of the first couple days we moved in and um, my dad was like, Hey, I'm going to run up to to Papa John's and get everybody pizza. You know, we've been moving in and you know, just everybody's helping everybody. We'll just, you know, grab pizza for everybody. And, um, hopefully my wife doesn't listen to this because, uh, my, my dad, my dad comes back and he's like, Holy shit, Derek. Like you need to go up to Papa John's and apply for a job like that. That girl, like, yeah, she is, she is cute. and um so damn sure the next day like I go up and I'm like hey you know hey uh, you know I'm you know new to the area and you know, just trying to make some beer money and
0: oh you're uh, a salesman bro I love it yeah
1: and uh and he's like yeah you're hired so so I met that girl that my dad was talking about and uh you know we we uh we saw each other for a little while um and uh <laughs> that's pretty much how it happened but yes going to going you know fast forward and i only worked for papa john's the first year um that i was there um and it you know it was just whenever it was convenient and you know practice i mean obviously we didn't have lights at the dawn so i mean i could deliver dinner pizzas. Hey, uh, we have
0: lights they just weren't worth the shit
1: yeah i mean so i mean i could del- i could deliver dinner uh you know seven days a week um yeah. and uh I'm trying to think. It was uh, it was Coggin, I think it was Coggins Avenue, um, kind of like adjacent to the the Holiday Inn uh, yes. back there, yeah. back there Leonard Avenue. A little, and,
0: little cut through. Yeah. Yeah. Back back there. there. Yeah. And um, right? Is that where Bub lived? Leonard Ave. Him and Ray and Nah, guys? I
1: think yeah, I think they lived on up. So this was more in like the Section Eight area. Okay. This, yeah. Okay. And I the guy ordered uh you know and obviously we're in a rush i'm half asleep you know tired and the guy ordered uh, pizza and like a couple packs of wings and he ordered extra ranch well you know i didn't even take him one ranch and um so he had like i had to go to his back uh back door so like you pull in his driveway his driveway kind of loops around behind his house and i'm behind his house with you know my little warm bag of of pizza and, and wings and um, he's like, where's the ranch? And, uh, I'm like, oh man, like, let me, uh, that's my bad. Like what, you know, mile and a half up the road, I'll, I'll go grab it. I'll bring it right back. And he like kind of lifted his waistband up and pulled his gun out and he never pointed it at me, but he, you know, he knew, I knew he had it. He knew, I knew he had it. Um, and, uh, and he's like, yeah, bring my ranch back. So I, uh, like I, I wanted his
0: ranch bad.
1: Yeah, so I put him like thirty ran- thirty little Papa John's ranch buckets, like in a in a plastic bag.
0: Like, got uh, all my tip. This guy's getting free ranch for his
1: life. I shoved it in his. Uh, hell, I wasn't going back up to the damn house, no. so I shoved it in his uh, in his in his mailbox, and then called him and was like, "Hey, you've got plenty of ranch in your mailbox." Like, and you know, of course, I didn't get a tip, but yeah, no. it, I'm just I'm just glad I got my life. So.
0: Yeah, that's that's nuts, man. I mean you just out here that's the same time I was working at um I would I would get up at uh eleven in the morning, go to the office till one. We would practice from what, like two to five. And then um I go over to Ravens and fall asleep and then go work at Walmart from eleven to seven.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's right.
0: Yep. You know, so I saw a tweet tonight, somebody put um I can't even remember the college name, but um, Um, Y'all go follow the wizard at Wizardville23. A guy retweeted, a guy said that he's starting to look for jobs. This will be his last year as an assistant coach because, like, dude, they make no money. Most head coaches don't make any money.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it is, uh, you know, I mean, seeing – I mean, you know, obviously, seeing what you did at, at, at Stanley, and I mean, that was that was kind of uh, you know an anomaly. But you know, going even, you know, going to Charleston Southern, and you know, watching you know the graduate assistants and and the volunteer yep. assistants, and uh, you know, it's it, I mean, it is it is a shame as as much work that that you know goes in day to day. I mean, it it is.
0: I mean, I mean, how how long is the fight going to go on for a paid third assistant in NCAA baseball? It's it's ridiculous. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to skip around on a couple of these um, things that we have notes written down to to kind of uh, prelude into the next one. But um, I, I do want to hear about um, what what happened with with Ray Pena, um, who actually ended up living with me and uh, Bubba to uh, the the saw, the the spring of our um, the spring of our year there when I was there. Ray moved into Bubba's room um but what happened with ray and the bat cuz i i vaguely remember this yeah and I, it may not be ray i i
1: think it was ray i honestly obviously I it, doesn't, think it was ray too i think it was ray but it 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 could have been it could have been it could have been somebody else but i i had like i had like two or three maples um you know maple bats from um uh from Morganton I was playing in the Southern Collegiate League they gave us you know they gave us wood there and uh I just can't get
0: over no the, that's fine. yeah I just can't get over the fact that um you know people just I don't know household names blah, blah blah to you guys listening out here um if if we can find if I can go back and find that footage and if Derek you got something we'll, I'll tweet it out from the wizard account man um I you guys don't understand how good of a hitter um Derek was ended up actually playing first base um for a for a short stint. I don't know if it was an injury or what, but Derek could swing the hell out of it, was a great catcher. And the beautiful thing that that I always that separated Derek from probably your sons, you, you people that are listening, the thing that separates Derek and separate Derek from where your sons are right now is the amount of attention to detail he would take to um learning the game every day and becoming better at it. Um, to the same extent of I remember you even taking your mask apart um, where, Hey, daddy order me a new mask. So I have the school colors. You took your mask apart, went to Lowe's home improvement, bought some freaking paint and painted it out on a bucket out by your apartment. Um, these little things like that is what separates um, the Derek Moseses of the world and the guys that, um, that, that can play at that next level and that higher level than, than the guys that are just average and they end up falling off. Sorry. I had to say that because, um, I, I know, you know, and you, I know that, you know, I know how good you were, um, but Derek Moses was a hell of a baseball player.
1: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. And it, it uh, you know, we can get into, you know, 60 stats and pop times and stuff. And I, you know, uh, you know, God's gift to me was, you know, I, I was never going to be a pro ball player. I mean <laughs> that, you know, and, and, and I'm good with that. Um, but uh, you know, I definitely have no regrets with you know the amount of effort I put in, and um, you know, th- that that's you know, I can go to bed every night, uh, you know, being good with that because I, I work my ass off, and you know, okay. thanks to thanks to good coaches like
0: you. Nah, man, you ain't gonna see that just because. Uh, we're on here, but I, I, you know, I look back and, and um, I said it on one of the Helselbeck stories on here. It's like podcast two or three. It was um, like Jacob Wright and you and, and some of the other guys. I'm a young guy, dude. I actually went back and, you know, was in the Frontier League after I knew you guys, you know, and for, for a very short stint. But, um, you know, it was is a deal where you guys... Made me become the the man I am today, and and I want to thank you guys as well because you, John Wall, Bubba. I mean, Bubba was my best friend growing up, and all of a sudden one year I'm coaching him, and it was amazing to see the interaction with us because we, you know, it was it was a respect thing. Like, oh, Johnny said it. All right, I got you, bro. And it was it just. Uh, I think that starting coaching young has always been allowed has allowed me to be kind of more um boys with my players um but at the same time all right shit. coach said this he's kind of pissed or uh he said this i I respect that you know so um i appreciate that but um ray pena breaking his bat pretty much that got me on the on the uh tangent of you were you were somebody because you got free wood bats (laughs) yeah no and i mean
1: yeah so we got you know so i put i stashed a couple away um you know, at the beginning of the season, just cause I knew I was going to break a bunch and, uh, you know, would get, would get new ones. So I, I, you know, I had you know, three or four stashed, um, and I pulled one out. Um, God, I think it was the first or second practice. And, uh, it, no, I had to be, it had to be like maybe a week into practice cause they, they knew about the bat. Um, you know, and I would just use it BP, hit off the tee. Like I was only swinging wood during the fall. Yeah. And, um, I remember I was like short, you know, shallow center field right in front of the shag net or something, and I heard a bat bat break, and um, you know there wasn't a whole lot of people swinging wood, and I just remember yelling, "That better not be mine," you know, not not really thinking that it was. I mean, you yeah. break a bat in V P and that that's the, you know you can get made fun of for a week for that, um,
0: and <laughs> or if you're if you're my son stepson, you uh, you get made fun of the the rest of your collective life, but yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so it happens. Don't worry, it happens. It happens. But anyway, so it was. not like you know, uh, you know, three months into practice. I mean, it was like the first week or two. I met these guys, and uh, you know, brand new wood shattered. And um, at the point at, at that time, I had no idea it was mine. I just remember yelling like, that better not be mine." I didn't even think it was mine. Um, and you know, go back and you know, get you know, putting all my my stuff together and Ray or whoever broke it didn't even have the decency to put it back in the bat slot of my bag. They just threw it on top of my bag. <laughs> and, um, I just remember seeing it and I, 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 maybe I knew who did it and I'm not pinning it on Ray. Cause I, I, you know, I don't, but maybe I knew who did it. Or I, you know, maybe somebody broke it in the cage before on field VP, whatever. And I just remember, you know, just kind of coming unglued and trying to figure out who, uh, who broke it. Um, and, well, I, uh, I, I we got, we got to the bottom of it and everything's fine now. Cause obviously I don't even remember who it, who it was, but, um, yeah, that was, a, that was a fiery moment.
0: Well, it's like we were living vicariously through each other because during my year at Stanley, I had a, a new old hick that I was using, um, in BP in the fall. And I got named Daryl, who was there for three weeks. Now, um, I have to give Daryl, um, I have to let Daryl off the hook um, because of something that happened between us later um and it's it's not pg or even pg-13 related but it was a it was a good day um and bubba was involved in that as well but um i went off on uh, on uh, on daryl um he he used it in bp broke it broke my wood and um i had it for like two days and um it was laying on my bag too man it's it's that's kind of creepy actually
1: yeah so it was uh that was just one of those things that were like, if, if, you know, at Charleston Southern, if, uh, you know, it, it's just kind of the unwritten rules. Like if you did that, you know, at, uh, you know,
0: a lot of other
1: places they're, they're you know, but you know, that was just, uh, that was the, that was the Stanley way. So
0: absolutely, man. And we, we just hit an hour. So we're going to, we're going to start slowly, uh, wrapping this up and we're good to go later in the week. Right, And then you're then you're going out of town. So we'll get parts two and three soon. Um, But for the guys that are opening up um, their their college baseball season uh, soon, we're going to go and give a shout out to Southeastern Community College. And it's not a secret that my my boy Robert Burns um, is the new head coach there. Um, And I was actually able to go up there and speak with them uh, about two, probably about three weeks ago now um, and talk to the team and I apologize for the 20 minute convo or, 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 um, lecture going into about an hour. Um, but as part for the course with me, but, um, I think it all went well, but to end this one tonight, I would like, um, to let you all know that Derek Moses was actually a part of the 19 to four baseball game, um, where we were up. The winner went to the conference tournament, got the last, uh, got the last spot in the tournament and uh, a lot of stuff happened i told i told their team about it uh, a few weeks ago Derek, and told him you know i remember tyler ringed um in the bullpen like i was trying to get him loose quick and and he he kept taking his glove off and he had his wedding ring on and, I, and yes he was 18 years old and married and i think they had a kid already too right
1: yeah they did yeah, yeah
0: and um love love them um i think they're since divorced that's not my place to say that right now i believe they are yeah i I believe so facebook they're not ever together on facebook but anyway um but anyway um i I remember telling these southeastern guys i remember tyler down there just kept doing that every time the catcher threw the ball back to him and i was like dude what is wrong with you let's hurry up but he's like my ring keeps getting caught in my i'm like dude take the effing ring off like we gotta hurry up here it was 19 to 4 became 19 to 8 became 19 to 11 became 19 to i think it was 1914 when the left fielder for southeastern passed out <laughs> uh, you
1: yeah that? I, I, yeah I, I i don't know that doesn't that doesn't uh, resonate but
0: uh, possibly. well you don't remember they we, we stopped the game for like an hour and a half because the ambulance came out and got him he had a heat exhaustion and it was 1914 we left the bases loaded three straight innings and as soon as they took him off, I, I thought he died. He actually ended up getting drafted by the White Sox. Um, I forget his name, but I do know that fact. Uh, but I thought he died because it was like an angel came back and you could not get them suckers out for the net for the rest of the game. And we ended up going into 11 innings and we lost, uh, was it 22-21? And um, so I, I, fun fact from you in the text message earlier, um, you dropped a, a, a foul pop-up. What happened?
1: Yeah, I mean that's a that's a million dollar question. I mean that was, uh, I mean it was probably what part uh, of the game
0: was this, or what part? Yeah, what what inning?
1: God, this I think this was two outs. Um, I mean at that point, I, I mean I can't even keep track of the runs. I mean we were still up, you know, six runs I think, um, and I mean they scored. I mean they scored a lot of runs with two outs that game. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. Oh
0: it was, oh, it was ridiculous. You could not get them. You could not finish them.
1: Yeah, but I mean, they had two outs. Um, it was in between um, the on deck circle and first base, um, probably. I don't know a third of the way up the line, and yeah, I mean, uh, in out in, you know, you know the the classic, uh, you know, catch or fumble. Um, yeah but uh, but that would have uh, put him away. So, Damn it, Derek. I know, I know.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Hey, Al, again, everything comes full circle, man. And, you know, my a guy I randomly meet while covering a game for Diamond Prospects. You played for Austin, New owns Diamond Prospects. Um, you know, I'm, I'm covering a game this year. This guy comes up to me. Hey, how do you get into doing this? I get a thousand questions like that a year. I get a thousand business cards a year doing what I do. And he's the only guy I called back and I called him and said, Hey, I need a coach for my fall league. Nobody's ever had a fall league here and this high school doesn't want to do it. And a lot of their players do it. And a coach, he does it. He ends up uh, calling me and says, Hey, you know, Southeastern doesn't have a coach. You think I should go up there? I said, hell yeah, go up there. And now he's a 24 year old head coach of a college baseball program. And, um, at southeastern it was tough to go back and stomach it and look at those pine trees that those dudes were hitting bombs into that day i think actually stanley hit six bombs that day i know bubba hit two um j wall hit one right yeah i i after my
1: after my air i hit one you hit um, one that was four yeah so i think i think as far as i'm concerned my jacob I'm, right, squa- I'm, square. Hit, I'm square i'm square right
0: yeah absolutely jacob right <laughs> that's five six so i mean there was like at least 10 bombs hitting that game. It was an insane game to watch um, and be a part of. It was uh, it sucked to be on our side of it, but it's a memory that that keeps on giving because you know at the end of the day, no matter how uh, those guys end up, um, how talented they are this year or whatever, um, they'll always they should always know that the game's never over. Um, yeah, I got
1: a I got a crazier one for you, Johnny. In high school, uh, top of the first, no outs. Uh I think it was Lexington scored seven. Um that- with no outs. And then we got one, two, three. So seven so it was seven zero, no outs, you know, end of the first, seven nothing. Bottom of the seventh, uh, two outs, we scored eight. Wow. So I mean that's wow. just uh, you know, to, yeah. So the, the scoreboard was I mean, it was unbelievable.
0: That's 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 nuts. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. It's the same thing with, um, you know, I don't know, man. It's just so many. Baseball is such a, um, I tell everybody, I, I hate baseball, but I freaking love it so much. Um, but to, uh, Derek, I will give you a call when we're done, um, once this is done uploading, to, to just kind of catch up. Please tell your beautiful wife, Meredith. Uh, we thank you for letting us steal you for an hour and 10 minutes. And um, hopefully we'll be able to do it again uh, for part two on Thursday. But to give you guys just a little bit, of a uh, yeah i got to, i got to tune back in um can't wait to cover the rockingham fight where a couple of parents from rockingham came out of the bleachers onto the field to fight players um you were involved in that right
1: uh yes i was
0: that was awesome yeah um jacob wright apparently doesn't um know how to turn the key of his ignition um and sometimes, you know how we all leave our car on for 62 hours straight? Um, that happened. Um, and we're always going to have to find out if, if your cup was special to order. But we'll get into that. Um, of course, Lamb's Mountain Dew consumption. Let's, let's end this one with that. Lamb's Mountain Dew consu- consumption. That was on your that was on your checklist. What's up with Lamb's Mountain Dew consumption?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, Coach Sheena, <laughs> like, I don't Mike know. Don't like, my
0: Keystone light consumption, but worse.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, so I, I played, my assistant coach in high school was Paul Shino, and he was, you know, he was, you know, our strength and conditioning coach, you know, he would put it, and I don't know if you've ever done it, but put a nail in a bottle of Coke for 30 days and see what happens, you know, the, the nail's gone, yeah. um, so like, he was always that kind of guy, like if he saw us with sodas, we were running, um, you know, we were running, you know, poles at, uh, at practice, and I mean, he was just very... You know, and then you go to Erskine where, you know, Kevin Nichols can go out there and hit, you know, 420-foot bombs as a 50-year-old. But he's drinking Mountain Dew, so, you know, it's kind of okay. Yeah. Um, go to go to Stanley where, I mean, Lamb has got a cooler on his shoulder with at least a six-pack of Mountain Dew. High yeah. octane, not even diet, high yeah, octane.
0: No, and, and, uh, yeah, high octane, high octane. Yeah, it got a cooler, and these weren't like tw- these were the twenty four ounce Mountain Dews, right? Yeah, like, yeah, they were the tall boys. Ones. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and I, I'm telling you, I mean, he would suck down. Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, at least a hundred and twenty ounces of high octane Mountain Dew every practice. Oh, easily. Easily, it, easily. Um, and uh, it just, you know. He, I mean, he would be, you know, we would be walking into Spartan or Methodist, uh, you know, pretty, pretty traditional, solid, you know, baseball program and, uh, you know, lambs at the helm with, uh, you know, a bottle of Mountain Dew and his hat on, you know, halfway. Um, it, uh, you know, just, just wasn't, wasn't the best look.
0: And, uh. just luckily you weren't there the year before where we had claude felter smoking a damn cigarette between games over there down the left field line on the phone with his baby mama um mad about the price of diapers so um it's definitely um it was definitely an experience and dude i freaking love you man glad we were able to finally get back and connect on this one um so we're gonna get this one out tonight and um part two is coming up soon man you 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 ready for part two because it's only going to get more intense
1: yeah no this was pretty mild but uh yeah let's do
0: it that's beautiful man i appreciate it uh thank you brother and i will holler at you here in just a little bit
1: all right sounds good take care guys
0: later man wizard out